You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio. This month, Roxana Miran checks in with guests Mayra Guerrero, Carolyn Lamb, and Vijay Kunadian. Welcome to Rock's Heart Radio. I am Roxana Moran from ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. And what a day it is. Today is the International Women's Day. And we're celebrating with some of the most incredible women around the world. I have my guests today are uh, wonderful friends, colleagues, but tremendously accomplished women in cardiology. Um, my, my, I'm going to just start going around and uh, introducing everyone. Uh, Dr. Vijay Kanadian, who is Professor of Interventional Cardiology, I'm so proud to say this, at Newcastle University, the first woman in UK to accomplish such, a, such an incredible, incredible title. Congratulations, uh, Vijay. And if it's okay, I'm going to call you with your first name. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Moran. You've been with me right from very early stages of my uh, career, and I'm absolutely so delighted to celebrate this with you. I'm, I'm just absolutely so honored, and also together with, uh, with, um, with Professor Lam and Professor Guerrero as well. well. Welcome to the program. My next guest is um, Professor Lam. Uh, Carolyn Lam is Professor uh, and senior consultant at the National Heart Center in Singapore and professor of Duke NUS Cardiovascular Academic Clinical Program. She's one of the, uh, all of these amazing women are uh, commissioners for the Lancet Commission, which was published uh, this past year. And it's just been so wonderful to, to have you on that program uh, with your incredible contributions. You wrote all of the session, sections on uh, heart failure, and your leadership is just so incredibly appreciated. Welcome to the program, Dr. Lamb. Carolyn. Thank you, Dr. Moran. And I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of all of us when I say your leadership was, um, was just truly outstanding of the entire commission, and we're very, very grateful. So thank you. And at last but not least, we have Dr. Myra Guerrera, who's professor of medicine at uh, the Mayo Clinic. And um, also she has the roles of co-chair of diversity and inclusion at the Mayo Clinic and the associate program director for cardiology at the Mayo Clinic Cardiology Fellowship Program. Uh, welcome to the program, Myra, my dear friend. Thank you, thank you very much. And I really appreciate this opportunity, just like my colleagues mentioned, your leadership is inspiring and we hope oh. to follow your steps. Well, you know, today is International Women's Day, and uh, what are you celebrating? Uh, let me start with you, Myra. What are you celebrating? Well, thank you. Well, I'm celebrating that I am allowed to be myself, that I am very fortunate for, for that opportunity. Um, if I can share just 30 seconds of a personal story, my paternal grandmother wanted to be a doctor, and she was told, no, you can't. You know, her father said, no, you, you can't. Uh, that's not for a woman. And she was forced to stay home and learn how to cook and wash his, her brother's uh, clothes and iron. That's what she had to do and be prepared to marry. She told me that story every day during the last years of her life. And I could see the joy in her eyes at my graduation from medical school. And I cannot imagine what must have been to live a life without being allowed to do what you were want to do, like in my case. I was want to be a cardiologist, no doubt about that. 
And imagine if someone had told me no and would not have allowed me. So I celebrate that the world has changed and it has given us a chance to follow our passion. And with that, to contribute, to make this a better place, this world a better place. Wow, what a, what a wonderful um, tribute uh, and a tribute to your grandmother, uh, a strong woman who kept giving you that advice that uh, helped you. And as we are talking about um, women with choices, I wanna take a moment, and we should have started the program with a moment to pay tribute and perhaps just a moment of silence for our um, listeners today, uh, thinking about the women in Ukraine and the incredible hardship that they're facing, their loved ones being slaughtered, their beautiful babies um, uh, you know, walking for hundreds and hundreds of miles across the border to get them to safety. So let's take a moment and just think about them. Ukraine, right? And we really want uh, peace and prosperity for everyone, but also for all of the women. There are many women still who are uh, underappreciated, underrecognized, still with a lot of um, inequities that we see even in our own country, but imagine in these other regions of the world. I'm from Iran, and I can't imagine what the women are going through there not having the choices, needing, needing permission to even cross borders from their husbands uh, and those kinds of uh, very, very important loss of freedom. So freedom is what we celebrate for International Women's Day. Let's come to you, Carolyn. What are you celebrating today? Well, that's a really good question, Roxana. And I think today I'm really celebrating the camaraderie among women. Um, I say that because we're sitting around the table here talking about the International Women's Day. I say that because recently I've, um, I've really struggled with balancing work and family and being a daughter and being a mom and being a doctor and being an academic. And uh, I, I have to tell you that it's really fellow women who are similarly trying to multitask uh, that were really my source of comfort. It's on a, on a very, very real level, um, no matter which walk of life they came from. Um, and it also stems from feeling quite lonely in the cardiology business here in Asia, I have to admit. Um, I was the first woman um, cardiology professor uh, at the university in the history of Singapore. Um, so I remember when I was uh, training with all my fellow male colleagues, um, you know, you cannot help but want to be one of the boys, but yet it's very clear you're not. And it's quite lonely. And so I really, really celebrate the camaraderie and the fellowship of women today. A beautiful saying, um, Carolyn. You're not alone. Um, you know, we're all we're all struggling with the same things. 
uh, that balance of, and I'll get to it, uh, the balance of our own um, personal lives along with everything else in our professional lives and the burden on women, which is tremendous and I think disproportionately higher uh, than our male colleagues. But certainly we celebrate the camaraderie of women. There, is, there are bells ringing all over the world celebrating this day. And you are an incredible example of a woman who has uh, achieved so much. And as lonely as you may be, you're not alone at all. And know that we're all here uh, cheering you on and being inspired by you. And you are lifting so many women as you are, Myra, with your work in the most uh, difficult um, arena of interventional cardiology. But not just that, but also in a very, very high um, profile uh, center, the Mayo Clinic, uh, amongst some of the best but you are shining, you are the shining star, if not the sun of that, of that institution. And I know that uh, you are being recognized around the world and the camaraderie is there and your grandmother is smiling and she is rooting you on. And I know Thank she's you. doing all of that. Thank you, that's the most important piece. Thank you. It's so true. And you know, um, at, when we talk about firsts, here we have the first, uh, professor of interventional cardiology in the UK. Unbelievable. Um, Vijay, you're with us and tell us what you're celebrating today. I think, I think the past couple of years has really emphasized the importance of celebrating women and ourselves. Um, because as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I come from a very protected family and well looked after and you know the whole family too I grew up in a family with three brothers and parents always cheering me on same in my professional career and although the barriers the biases were there I probably didn't let it sink into my head or felt that as a bias uh, but I think um, over the last couple of years I think personally I felt everything being amplified and and just sort of, even for me, uh, understanding, yeah, these things are real. Women are struggling. And then when I go look back and think of some of the instances where I just might have felt uncomfortable, that was relating to, because I'm a woman, sort of thing. And that really, in a way for me, creating, even for me, I'm, I, it's shocking to say that, it's, it's created the awareness in me. Uh, and uh, also the challenges uh, that women um, uh, in our own profession, as well as other profession, opening my eyes that is not just in medicine alone, but in many other uh, specialties and other businesses where women uh, face these biases in every aspect of life. So once we've achieved, I didn't realize, I honestly didn't realize that I was the first professor when I started sharing it with some of my colleagues across the UK. And they were like, Vijay, this is amazing. So proud of you. And I think that's not a big deal. I'm just doing what I am, filling in the application, etc. To find out, uh, yes, it is indeed a big deal. And, and just acknowledging the fact, yes, we must celebrate ourselves as well as we celebrate each other. So that's what uh, I'm celebrating. And Thank you, Vijay. It's open yeah, eyes. It's a lot to, a lot to lot celebrate. A lot to celebrate. I think uh, we're hearing 
you know, a lot of firsts happening, a lot of obstacles being overcome by strong women with the will and the desire and the passion and the commitment uh, uh, to, to, to strive for a better place to live and a better place to rise from. And, and of course, um, these firsts will no longer be firsts. Imagine there'll be many more women who will be professors of interventional cardiology, hopefully in the UK, many more women who will lead uh, um, in, in Asia with, um, I, I'm, I've just been watching that. And I think it's just, it's viral. It's almost contagious. Uh, uh, just seeing that, that there is a way forward, I think is what we could celebrate as international women, whether we're immigrants, whether we are part of this, uh, this country in the US, myself and Myra, and uh, where our roots come from, which may not be 100% uh, bred in this country, we've been able to rise above all of the obstacles. And I think all of that is exciting, but there is a lot of work to do. And on this International Women's Day, as we celebrate the successes, we must not stop. Isn't that right? And what do we have to do? What do you want to see? And I'll start with you, Carolyn. What do you wanna see um, in, in the future? In the next five years, what are you looking for? There's still gross imbalance, gender imbalance um, in cardiology in Asia. Mm -hmm. And this especially so in the uh, academic ranks, in the leadership ranks, and I know that this is also what's seen in many other parts of the world, but I really, really would like to see more equal representation. You know, having said that, um, I, I, I know that when we get together and, um, and talk about uh, these issues, um, you know, sometimes the men feel slighted. And, and to be yeah. honest, I, I'm sure we can all name uh, men in our lives that have, have inspired, that we are grateful for, that, that have helped put us where we are and so on. So, so I want to really carefully say that I do want to see more equal representation. And I really mean that kind of diversity, not that women have to take over, but that we just have a little bit more of a sure-footed equal partnership. So I love that, but is equal representation enough? Because one of the things that I've seen many more women now coming into cardiology, but they are stuck. Uh, yeah. They're stuck below. And I think I'd like to see them rise, right? We want them That's to go it. above that assistant professor level, above that associate professor level, moving towards the first authorship, being on key opinion leaders and advisory boards from our industry sponsors. Leading um, clinical trials. Leading clinical trials. I mean, think about it. I've been uh, doing clinical trials for a long, long time, long time. And now there's this, uh, this quest of diversity for, for uh, leading clinical trials. And first of all, you must know that the only trial that I led single-handedly were the trials that I personally uh, as an investigator got funding for. So investigator initiated studies. So I was never chosen to be a singular PI. And when I was chosen after 25 years, after giving, you know, hundreds and thousands of articles, I have 
um, over 1,300 publications, uh, I've been chosen as a co-principal investigator on some of these trials. So I think our industry, our sponsors, um, and I think the NIH and hopefully the governmental funding opportunities for women will increase and will be, will, so we will have not just equal representation in the field of cardiology, but equal representation on the higher tiers of cardiology. Would you guys agree with that, Myra? I completely agree, and I share the sentiment that uh, my first uh, trials that I um, that I led are trials that I initiated. Uh, right. I wasn't invited, so and and then you had to work really, really, really hard, and then at the end, let the work speak for itself, and then finally, you get invitations to to be copy eyes um, in other trials. But it takes years of work. Um, I, I agree that the main thing that I would like to see is equality, like equal representation, but um, I just want to be treated the same, same as, as, as men, no more, no less, just the same. And at some point it would be nice to go back in time and no longer, I mean, no longer have to talk about this because we're already equal. And then just look back in time and, and have this as part of history only, but not a, as part of the reality. Yeah, we want to stop talking about it, right? We want to get to work. Uh, I you're right, it. Myra. But only when we fix it. So yeah, we've got to fix it. But we gotta. We want to get to the point that it's so fixed, it's so yeah. great that no one never has, no one ever has to talk about it. As you know, for my uh, for my platform, Women as One, one of our missions and goals is to get rid of the world the word women in the title and just have it be as one, an organization that we all work together to promote one another, to mentor and to be mentees and to promote cardiovascular care for everyone by having equal representation or medical care for everyone. I think you're 100% correct because we're gonna go outside of cardiology as you know. Vijay, uh, what about you? What are you thinking about this in terms of what, what you're hoping to, to see? What are the things we don't have? Yeah, absolutely. As um, we've already spoken about, um, uh, we do. We really need to change, see change uh, in the coming uh, at least 10 years. We've got 20, 30 as part of a commission uh, in reducing the global burden of heart disease. I think it would be uh, great to see uh, more women rising up uh, and the first are being eliminated. I, I, in a way, I'm a bit embarrassed to call first, actually. I didn't realize we need to eliminate all the first. And it, it should become a norm. Uh, and the young medical students that I have the privilege, absolute talent, bright star, shining stars, and they have negatives spoken over to them, over them very early in their career, and then they lose all the interest and and not given the opportunity to flourish. And same happens with our cardiology trainees uh, and people at the various stages. So. At least, at least for the, um, you know, establishing the role model, um, I'm not sure we, we're going to be able to completely eliminate the bias that's there. The biases sometimes, even if they are not obvious, there are subtle biases, which again is something that I'm learning. So, so yeah, it would be. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love that word, subtle bias. And I want to, I want to expand on that. I, I call it microaggression. I call it toxic work environment. Um I call it things that others don't don't see and don't perceive as anything abnormal, but that you feel it in your gut. Yeah. It makes you sick when someone 
sends you something. And I feel that every day. Something happens like that for me every day. I don't know about you all, but it happens for me every day. And as and I think as women are climbing the ladder, as you're getting to the higher level, those microaggressions may actually increase because yeah. of the threat that you might be giving to our your male colleagues or other women, by the way. It's not just from um, from males. I, I think it becomes a, a very competitive and it becomes uh, difficult. So let's talk a little bit about that. What does microaggression mean to you, Carolyn? Uh, microaggressions are the moments where, you know, we're in an executive committee and um, everyone else goes by professor or doctor so-and-so and then, but it's uh, Carolyn, are you taking yeah. notes? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good uh, one, that's a good example. <laughs> um, Myra? There's so many examples and the ones that came to my mind uh, when I look back may not be so micro, maybe, maybe overt, um, um, you know, comments that were inappropriate, like just don't get pregnant, you know, when, when, when you join in the International Fellowship Program. But I, I agree with the last comment. So many of those, I want to believe that they are not, um, they don't have a bad intention per se. Right. So there are comments that people make without even noticing that they are that they that there are microaggressions. So, you know, that's an example. Or even comments make them from patients when you know I finish an interview or when when I go meet a, the patient after my male fellow speaks with them, they think that I'm not a doctor and the male fellow is attending or the consultant yeah. and, and I'm the fellow or I'm the nurse or when at the end. When is the doctor coming? Am I going to talk to the doctor? That doesn't happen often in the outpatient setting because now they look you up. You know, patients read about you and and uh, they know your accomplishments and all that. But uh, it may still happen in the inpatient setting. You know, those those are microaggressions. I think to me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think VJ put it out there nicely. She was she was sort of nice. But these are aggressive behavior that we are all feeling and and. Uh, kind of um, uh, putting it over our shoulders. Um, but let's kind of go back. I want to talk about um, mentorship and the incredible. I mean, I think uh, Carolyn put that out there. I mean, we, we love men. We don't have an issue with our male colleagues. Most of them are fantastic. And, and I think when we tell them how this is making us feel, they're taken back. They're, they're mortified. They feel like they want to make the change. They want to be the agent of change. And I think we know so many of them. I mean, honestly, I have to say I've had so many. I mean, I have had hundreds of mentors. And um, the ones that really pushed me up and continue to do so are, are, are men, uh, honestly. And they've been incredibly supportive. And I keep, and now they're telling me, Please teach me how to do it better, how to be a better person, a better mentor. How, what did I do that in what way? And, I, and I'm very open that I think now it's kind of going backwards. So we're teaching them. So what do you think our role is in teaching the world about um, not, not so much? I mean, I, I think equity, diversity, equality, all of those things are out there. But 
the behavior and also their own biases in, in making them aware of some of their own biases. What, what should we do as women? Uh, Vijay, you now became a professor of interventional cardiology. What is your role now in uh, you know, equalizing the playing field for other women in interventional cardiology, let's say in the UK? So as you quite rightly yeah, say, Roxana, I think uh, for me, my in my career, the only female that's been cheering me on right from the beginning is yourself. And everybody else have really been uh, men. And I'm very grateful for all their support, uh, many in the UK. But you're absolutely right in that men actually don't, are not aware that they are having that impact, uh, that uh, feeling that you, you mentioned, which I have, in fact, experienced a little bit last couple of years. And, and you know, the people that are in high position, influential position that can impact, influence your career, I think, you know, rather than having a battle or fighting against it, is gently uh, mentioning them, actually, this, this might come across this way. Calling them out, is that it? You want to call them out? In a gentle way, not uh, <laughs> tell them off badly. Yeah. Gently. I'm done that. with gentle. I'm <laughs> done with gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the gentle stage. So <laughs> what about some of the positives? Uh, let's let's focus on some of the great things. Uh, great accomplishments on the women on on women, of course, over the years, we've seen so much. Uh, we continue to work. We're just talking about how much more there is to do. Uh, Myra, what made you happy this past week? What did you do that made you really, really happy about being a woman? in your position? Wow, that's a difficult question. Um, two things. One, it always goes back to the cath lab because I love doing those procedures. So the successful procedures that, that we did, you know, very complex and all that and with good outcomes, that makes me very happy. One special thing that made me extra happy this week is being able to talk uh, to women in other countries uh, celebrating women in uh, in general, you know, this uh, very important day, uh, which is uh, which goes uh, across the borders. So I had the opportunity of talking to women in other countries, particularly in Latin America, and um, I, I had uh, two or three of those opportunities and talked to uh, many of them in different countries through. Um, you know, radio stations and journalists in those countries. I was able to do that in my language to them and answer questions and connect with them. Uh, that really, you know, brought a lot of joy to me. That's wonderful. Would you like to speak to them in your language, in Spanish, to all of the Latin American, but all of the women whose uh, whose language is Spanish, who will who will be listening to this? Of course, uh, amigas. Ustedes pueden, crean en ustedes, crean así como yo creo en ustedes. El mundo es maravilloso, solamente hay que tomar el toro por los cuernos, tomar las oportunidades y demostrar quiénes somos. Adelante. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Carolyn, what made you happy this week? And what oh message, in what language will you be giving to the International Women's Day today? What really made my day, even just today, is one of my mentees, who's from Japan, uh, just got offered a really, really good position um, back in Japan. 
that will finally put her in a place where she has a voice. Mm -hmm. So, the, I mean, the, the problem there is, is really, I, I think, uh, quite serious in some areas where women are really seen and not heard. And she was always wishing for um, a place where she could bloom. She could grow into the head, not just be in the shadow all the time. And she got that today. And I, I just over the moon. And um, okay, I, I'm gonna follow Mara's example. And I don't think I've ever done this actually on a podcast, but here goes. So, 我亲爱亲爱的女朋友你们都是女强人我也是女强人这不是代表我们一定要像男人一样这不是我们的强呢是可以是从内心来的爱心来的所以我要鼓励你们谢谢 I'm like tearing up here. I'm getting very emotional. This is just an amazing podcast. Um, Vijay, what uh, what happy message do you have and what what future message do you have for everyone and in whatever language you want to speak? So I don't think I'm going to attempt any other language other than English. Uh, Carolyn and Myra's uh, uh, statements was just beautiful. I'm just not even going to comment. So I'm just going to say it in English. Uh, so you asked what made me happy today. I think I'm making it my uh, foremost priority to invest in any uh, women that come my way uh, to nurture and strengthen and support them. So I currently have a PhD. So I spent a, spending a lot of time encouraging uh, and making sure um, we have the next generation uh, of leaders uh, coming up, uh, following us. I mean, what uh, I made think, you happy this week? You got to tell us that. Uh, that made me happy, actually. I, Good. For the first time I took her out. I haven't been into restaurants outside much, so I took her out. And so she loved that. She really appreciated that. So that um, really made, uh, made me happy as well as uh, her happy. Uh, but I think the message is, uh, is go, with, go with what you have on the inside. Don't let anybody uh, speak negative. Uh, don't, don't let anybody push you down or say otherwise. It's something that you want to do. Go after your heart and uh, anything uh, is possible. So, Great. Um, for me, what made me happy this week, um, I have three daughters and each of them this week sent me a nice message, a sweet message. And I think we all need to um, make a tribute to our families who are, who are really not getting 100% of us because we are thriving, working so, so hard to, to push up the world with more women at the top, with more colorful leadership rather than the white vanilla uh, leadership that's been in the past. Uh, we, and that requires commitment, work, and a lot of sacrifice. And it's our families who sacrifice they don't get to see us, and and it's us, our our self, uh, you know, uh, the fact that our own care for our own selves, our our wellness is taking backseat. Our family sometimes takes a backseat, uh, and the fact that they all sent me notes to basically recognize this month of history, month of women for these three young girls who will be facing a world, hopefully that will be a better world than what I faced when I first came out of my training. 
that makes me happy. And um, of course, I always feel uh, sad and guilty about missing so many great moments with my children, with my daughters. I miss a lot, a lot of pickups, a lot of um, mother-related activities uh, so that I can be pushing and, and pushing forward to, to, to make sure that I achieve leadership because my mother gave me that um, strength. Uh, we, we grew up in Iran, a place where, you know, actually back then, 40, 50 years ago, women had a lot of rights and they don't now. And so in Persian, in Farsi, here I go. It's not well, a great, my Farsi is not that great, but Iran, خواهش میکنم بدونین که دنیا دنیای خوبیه به قلبتون نگاه کنین و برین جلو و نذارین هیچ چیزی شما رو اجازه نده که برین جلو برین بالا هر جلوتونه چیزای کوچیکه میتونین همه جا برسین beautiful suffering, they're brilliant women who, and I was just so lucky to have that uh, choice of being here and being able to accomplish, and they're accomplishing so much in Iran as well, despite all of the, all of the issues. Thank you so much. I know that we all have to go back to our, our work. Uh, keep lifting women, keep working hard, um, remaining uh, very, very positive, uh, and, um, the final message is just a couple of good words from each of you as we sign off. Uh, Vijay, you get to go first. Short and sweet. Enjoy, enjoy everything, everything that you do. Carolyn. Happy International Women's Day. Women, love yourselves. Sarah. Yeah, celebrate. This is an important day for all of us. Celebrate, help each other, enjoy. Wonderful, and let's keep connected. We connect, women connect the world. And on this International Women's Day, we are connecting all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you all. And we're signing off Rocks Heart Radio here and now. See you soon.